Um, this is the sad part. Toward the end of April 1957, one evening during the month of Ramadan, after a fight with Tarifa, Jane suffered a stroke. She was at the time 40 years old. It soon became apparent that Jane had suffered permanent damage from the stroke, including the impairment of the functioning of her hand, a residual aphasia, and a homonymous hemianopia of the right side from either eye, she could not see the right side of the visual field. This letter was written in 1958, and I wish you could see how things are spelled. Um, just imagine them eloquently and painfully, wrongly spelled, everything I say, almost. Dear Paul, New York City, I personally, Jane Bowles, I mean, cannot write you today. It is impossible. There is no point until you do come over, if and when you do, and you are once more joined together with your clothes. It is a time for me when silence is the best for both. I am thinking of going to a place where they correct speech, therefore reading, a type of therapy that is new and has had good results, supposedly. I consulted a neurologist to see if there was anything I could do with this terrifying life of mine, and he said, speech therapy, i.e. reading. They go together, and it is better to work at something anyway, even if it turns out to be of no avail. They don't us in this, this in England, I suppose, because they are, as usual, far behind America in silence at any rate. This doctor said that just reading and writing by myself, of course, could take a much longer time. He did not want to put a time limit on this any more than the English did, but they are all quite aware of it here. What I have is called aphasia. I cannot spell, but that is what they say. I do not put, put much home in it, but I must try anyway, if I have the courage, and if I think it will do me any good, and if I can get the money. Naturally, there is no limited time, as usual, but I suppose I could tell whether it was having any results or not. I will know more when I have been to the speech center at Lenox Hill Hospital in a week and have consulted with the therapist there. I will know what it costs, and if I can get any money for it, which I am very worried about. I am not sure, in fact, I am pretty sure, bold to Paul Bowles, damned sure, that Libby doesn't want to spend any more on me, at least that she can't afford to for the moment while she is guarding her loins for Yerma. It will take a pretty sum and no of it is tax deductible. Aft about reading just by myself, this doctor who is the head of Lenox Hill said that I would need help. I am determined to get it if I feel it really help me because I cannot go on this way just sitting. I simply cannot. Please, please don't think that I mean that you should pay for this. I don't. I know you couldn't afford it. 
It won't be any fun, I know, but anything to hasten this waiting if it is at all possible. I am desperate because I am now facing heavy time in a way that I didn't even when we were together in Portugal. It is not possible that it got worse, but it did. My health is all right. I did not want to write you because I didn't want you to think me miserable, but I am sure you are used to that. This seems to me the darkest time, but perhaps something will break and I will be clear, clear like I was in the air going to America. I love being in the sky and I did love being as close to the ground as possible. I loved Tangier very much, more than I knew, even with all that talking, but it is my sight, my freedom that I want again. It is terrible to have to be taken care of. I cannot get around her at all. But I did go out in Tangier. I went out to market and came back and spent nights sleeping alone and not being afraid. Dion, of course, has to go out a lot and I have seen a few friends. John has diligently taken me out on the average of once a week. I have the same horror of stirring that I did have in Portugal. But I have to stir now and then to go to the doctors. One night, Sally and a friend of hers took me to a dyke nightclub. It was like going there after I died. <laughs> a girl started talking to me and wanted only to talk about North Africa. She was an economist and believe in evolution. As for the trouble between Arab and French, inevitable evolution. If I had met her in Morocco, I would have decided that she was a communist, but here it is different. She hated your book more than any book she ever read. <laughs> Sheltering Sky. So I felt very flattered and famous. Please don't feel guilty, which I know is your way, about any present mess I was in before or am in now was entirety of my own making and not yours. I am heartbroken about my life with C, but it is not that nearly so much as the present which frightens me. I shall write you more about that, but it is not important. I simply want to send her some word that I am not coming back so that she can plan accordingly. I cannot send her money either. But to keep going to the bank until it is all used up. The only other suggestion I have is that you send her the equivalent of 1,000 pesetas a month and that she keep going to the bank to until the end of her life. I don't ask you to do this because we have so little money, and if you are going possible to live in Mexico, and I too in the end, it will mean a great deal of deferend to us. Yes, one can still live in Mexico, and there is a small town even, not far from Mexico City, but lower down. A friend of ours told me that we could live for nearly nothing. I suddenly remember that I did not tell the doctor that I could nor read. He tested me on writing. Maybe they were right in England. <laughs>